So when I'm talking about authenticity and what are your core values and what lights you up and like what makes you you, what makes you tick, it's not just like, well, who am I really and who am I underneath it all? But it's like, who do I want to be? This different way of thinking is based on your identity, but it's based on your desires. A lot of us don't know what those are. And that's a big part of the work. Like, how do I identify all those pieces, see it in my mind, and then embody it in my body? Hello, all you dope-ass humans. I'm really enjoying calling you that lately. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self. I'm your host, as you know, Sandra Possing. I am a coach, a speaker, an entrepreneur, digital nomad, lover of um, wild dance parties where I get to do lots of headbanging and jumping around, among other things. In today's episode, I... Well, so if you listen to episode 18, the last one on magnetism, you'll know that that was a topic that I was feeling very fiery about, and which is why I chose it. And um, I'm kind of letting that be like my guiding <laughs> principle in pretty much everything that I'm doing these days. It's like, what is going to help me feel the most lit up? What is going to help me feel like wild and free? Um, with the caveat of like helping me feel wild and free, you know, while not like messing with anybody's, anybody else's business. I'm not trying to steamroll over anyone, but you get it. You know, it's just like, what can I do that is in integrity with what I'm about, but is moving me toward just, yeah, aliveness, huge, huge, um, driving force for me. And so same goes with this podcast and the things I talk about on here. I want them to be things that I feel very passionate about, very fiery about. So the topic for today is Another topic that I feel incredibly passionate and fiery about, and that is lifestyle design. Um, I've realized, if you've been following my stuff, you probably know this by now, but I've realized it is probably one of, if not my biggest passion. It's what I'm most excited to to do, to be doing on a regular basis for myself in my own life. And it's what I'm most excited to help other people with, which Luckily, I get to do that for my work every day and with my, you know, family and friends and anyone else who wants to kind of be around that energy too. And it's, you know, it's what I love having conversations about. So stoked to talk about that today. Um, my goal in this episode is to basically sell you on the idea that it is so completely worth it to design and create your life on your terms. So that's where we're headed. But first... A quick note from our GCI. In the future, there will be sponsors hopefully one day, but right now we're doing GCI right here. So my gratitude for today is uh, communication in general, but specifically the kinds of communication that we um, need to tap into around like having hard conversation, um, conversations rather. the It's like that magic that happens when you go toward the hard conversations instead of running away from them. Um, this is something I've been working on very intentionally for a very long time. My husband, Chris, and I, as you know, <laughs> have been engaging in many hard conversations in general, but especially lately. And it's something that we, you know, we kind of try to model for anyone around us who's willing to watch and listen how powerful it can be if you're willing to go there, even when it's hard, if you're willing to stay, if you're willing to um, confront the challenges and the conflicts and like stay through the discomfort because it can be so fucking uncomfortable. So I'm just, you know, it's like the more that we can choose radical honesty and vulnerability and like really dare to get uncomfortable, but just stay through it, the better it gets. So we're practicing that all the time, but I also, you know, hopefully, um, or I'm, I would say I have the privilege I get to practice that with a lot of other people in my life as well. And I can 
tell you it is always worth it. Sometimes a shit show gets created in the process. Sometimes it's really messy. Sometimes it's really painful, but man, if we're willing to stick it, stick it out and go through that, like it's really like a, the only way out is through kind of a thing. And there is so much more, there's so many goodies on the other side. There's so much more connection, intimacy, depth, um, all the things that I think we all deeply desire and crave in relationships, either consciously or unconsciously, those are on the other side of being willing to have hard conversations. So man, if I could give like one relationship and communication tip that I think we could all benefit from so much, it's being, be, it's be willing to move toward those hard conversations. And if you feel like you don't have the tools or the bandwidth to have those conversations, that could be a great motivation to go find those tools, get those tools. There are plenty of places to look. You're always welcome to reach out to me for um, suggestions if you need them. Let's see, celebrating. I'm celebrating sisterhood right now. I've been craving more sisterhood for a while, like just like a girl squad. Um, I haven't had a super solid group of women, like kind of one group or a few main groups for a while. I've had it like, you know, here and there throughout my life, but it's tended to be um, mixed gender groups. And like right now, for example, we've built a lot of community here the last few years, especially this year. Um, and our, our main group or our main groups are like, it tends to be a lot of couples, which is great. And I love that. And some single folks and a mix of people, but in the last few months, some of the gals in our group have started meeting just on our own. And it's been, it's so nice. We've had like probably two or three clothing swaps, like kind of quarterly, uh, which by the way, great way to find new clothes. If you don't know where to shop like me, I've actually gotten like so many new wardrobe items just from clothing swaps with girlfriends. It's been super fun. We've had some dinners. Last Friday, we went out and um, we met for drinks at one gal's house. And then we went to dinner and then we went dancing till like midnight at a local nightclub. It was so fun. So it just feels really nourishing and important to have that, to be cultivating those relationships for me right now, but just, yeah, especially like a girl squad sisterhood. So loving that, celebrating that. And then my intention right now, um, I'm really into like chapters and arcs and ends and beginnings. I love the kind of fresh start energy that comes with a new day, a new week, a new month, whatever it may be. So I am intending to finish out it's September 26th as I'm recording this. So to finish September with a bang, with a lot of intention and just, honing in on all those priorities that are priorities right now, and then to embrace the fall energy and the fresh start energy of October with um, really clear themes and priorities. So it's always super helpful to me to know like, what are my, you know, a lot of things I'm working on, but what are my top, top priorities right now in terms of the business, in terms of my relationships, in terms of health, et cetera. Um, And just, you know, think about those, reflect on them, write them down and know that I'm going into October with focus and determination. So one of the, one of probably actually my main focus in October is going to be launching this membership that you've probably heard me talking about a bit now. And I have a date. The doors are officially opening October 6th in 2023, in case you're listening to this in the future. So I'll mention it more at the end, but get your booty on the wait list y'all. Okay. So in this episode, here's what's going to happen. We are going to define lifestyle design because I recognize that it's, it's a very common term in my world, but it might not be as common in your world. So I just want to lay out and define exactly what I mean by that. And then I want to share why I think societal conditioning is the problem and why lifestyle design is the solution. And then I'm going to give you some examples because I know my brain works 
so much better when I have examples. Um, I'm like, I learn by listening kind of, but I really learn when I hear examples or I learn by, I'm also a very visual learner. So I realize I need to like see stuff and do stuff too. But when I'm listening to something, I know that examples tend to be helpful. So I'm gonna give you some of those. Okay, so part one, let's design, let's define what we mean by lifestyle design. So as I was pondering this today, I was thinking that lifestyle design, at least the way I think about it, it's like it's both a way of thinking and it's a way of taking action. So again, it's kind of um, as as with many things I talk about, it's like an internal thing and it's an external thing. So I want to go a little bit more into the way of thinking and also the way of taking action or to like showing up and being in the world. So the way of thinking, very similar to other things we talk about on here, it's like an inside out approach rather than an outside in approach. We talk about that a lot, but specifically when it comes to designing how you want to live your life, we're talking inside out in terms of lifestyle design. So what that means is um, contrary to how most of us live by default, where it's just like, you just kind of do what other people do and you do what your parents did, or you do what your peers do or whatever. It's like lifestyle design is based on you. It's based on what's authentic to you. It's based on what's important to you. Like what brings you joy? Not just what the fuck other people are doing. <laughs> Screw them temporarily as we figure this out, right? This is why I will, um, I harp a lot on identity work and why it's so important, but this is part of it. Like if you don't know who you are and what you stand for and what you're all about, then it's pretty hard to design your life to be a reflection of that, you know, which is exactly what lifestyle design is. You kind of have to know who you are, which by the way, does not, it's not a destination. It's not like you figure it out once and then, you know, forever, it can totally be a work in progress. Like it's everything over here, at least in my headquarters, <laughs> in my world is about, it's about the journey. It's not a destination. Yes. We love goals and we love milestones and all of that. We can celebrate that, but those are just like steps along the way on a, on a hopefully ongoing forever journey, right? It's like, it's always a work in progress. We get to be a work in progress. Our life gets to be a work in progress. So with identity, I was thinking this morning that identity work tends to have, it can look so many different ways, but in my mind, it tends to have kind of three different phases. There's like the past, the present, and the future. The past phase is so much of a lot of the work that I do with my clients is untangling our past conditioning. You know, it's like looking back at childhood programming and societal conditioning and trauma and just figuring out like who who have I become today as a result of everything in my life up until now. And the untangling of that is, you know, it can it can be pretty tricky. Some of us have more layers than others and harder shit to wade through, but it really, it's kind of like, um, as Joe Dispenza would say in his book, breaking the habit of being yourself, it is literally breaking the habit. Like we are such habitual creatures. So much of what our brain is doing is just automated so we can be efficient. And so our brain can be efficient. So we just, we have habits. Some are great. Some are not so great, you know, and so much of who we believe ourselves to be as far as identity goes is just have it. It's just what was programmed into us. And I don't mean that in like a weird malicious way. It's just like, if we're just living life, absorbing stuff, it just happens, you know? So untangling past conditioning. Um, and then also once we have some awareness around what that conditioning is, there's usually some layers of like releasing it and forgiving it and forgiving yourself, forgiving other people, forgiving the government, forgiving the educational system, forgiving whatever, so that you can move on. Like forgiveness never about condoning any bad stuff or bad behavior. It's just about setting yourself free. It's releasing it so that you can move on. That's what forgiving is about in my book, at least. So the past part is untangling past conditioning. 
the present part is like, who am I now? Or who am I underneath all of those layers? So when I peel back all the, the layers of the onion, like what is at my core? So when I'm talking about authenticity and what are your core values and what lights you up and like what makes you you, what makes you tick? To me, that's like the present self, your, your truth self underneath it all. A lot of that will be pretty consistent for most of your life if you're really tuned into it. And some of it may evolve, some of it may change. And then the future piece is like the aspirational future self which is some of my favorite identity work. Cause it's not just like, well, who am I really? And who am I underneath it all? But it's like, who do I want to be? Who am I stepping into? What is the most empowered, he- healthy, happy, like lit up version of me? And how do I be heard now? How do I step into that today? Like, how do I identify all those pieces, see it in my mind and then embody it in my body? So we've got the identity piece as part of lifestyle design and part of the way. So it's like a way of thinking that's based on you. And then it's a way of thinking that's based on your desires, not your parents, not your peers, not society, not the media, yours. And like, it's wild. Again, it like seems so dumb and so obvious that most of us are not designing our life based on our shit. We're designing it based on all the external shit. And a lot of us aren't even giving ourselves permission to think about this stuff, right? We're just totally on autopilot which is what, and I see this day after day after day and so many people, right? Their life is like, fine, I guess, but they've just kind of settled for the way it is because they think that's the way it is because that's just what everybody else is doing. And it's so normalized to be stressed and overwhelmed and depressed and anxious and just blah. And I'm like, I will not stand for that. I am such a stand for, and always will be, (laughs) you finding out what you need and what you want and designing your life based on that. So this different way of thinking is based on your identity, but it's based on your desires, which like a lot of us don't know what those are. And that's a big part of the work, right? It's, uh, it's hard because we are so influenced by everything around us, the people closest to us, the people loudest around us, the media, everything. But the cool thing is like, once you start to actually turn down the dial on all of that external noise and you turn up the dial on the internal especially on your intuition and you start digging and you start tuning it, like, trust me, your desires are there. I get a lot of people who are like, Oh, but I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm passionate about, or I don't have any passions or I don't really, you know, I don't have any strong opinions, but I'm like, yes, you do. (laughs) And you just haven't met them yet. When you dig long enough and remove enough layers of the bullshit, like you will find the things that are yours. You will find your desires. You will, even if you have to start with basic preferences, even if you have to start with like, what do you not like? And then what is not that, you know, and like, it gets you a little bit closer and a little bit closer. But the cool thing is the more you tune into those desires, the more they become little like guideposts that show you other desires and other desires. It's just, it's like a muscle. We just, we get better at listening to our own desires and preferences, the more we practice. So the way of thinking is again, this inside out, it's based on you, it's based on your desires. And then the way of taking action is so different than what we're taught to do. And it's so different than what most people are doing. And it's just this, it's the simple idea of aligned action. It's, it's action that is in integrity with who you are. It's action that is an expression of what you believe and what you stand for and what's most important to you, what your values are, what lights you up, your passions. It's action that is, it's in integrity with who you are and it's aligned with where you're going. It's in a line. It's like you're, you're at A and you want to get to B and the action that's going to get you from A to B is aligned. It's in that line. It's congruent. And yet most of us are just like, (laughs) I mean, we're doing a lot of weird things. We're like, either like wandering around in the forest with no direction, which I know can be very frustrating because so many of the people that work with me are like 
they feel like something is missing and it's usually direction. It's usually purpose. It's usually meaning. And most of them think they need to find it at work in which they can oftentimes. And sometimes you can also find it outside of work. Sometimes you can find it in both places, but just having some sort of a direction or an aim or a North star, or like any sort of mission or why, or a hundred of them. And I don't care, just like something to aim towards will then help you take action. That's moving toward that rather than just like random action. A lot of us are just taking action that is uh, purely out of habit, or we're taking action. That's just, we're just literally copying what everybody else is doing. Cause we're trying to fit in and we don't want to look crazy or we're taking action because we feel pressure or we're taking action because we're people pleasing all damn day. Or we're just doing whatever other people tell us to do. The boss, the partner, the friends, the parents. And there's like, it's so passive. There's no, there's no thought in it. There's no intention. There's no heart. There's no soul. You know, like we're walking around like a bunch of fucking zombies, just being so blah and feeling so meh and like taking action that's just all over the place. Either, you know, sometimes we're just taking, like not, not taking action at all. We're taking a lot of inaction or we're just reacting to the world or we're just kind of like going through the motions or we're taking a lot of very enthusiastic, but it's like enthusiastic towards all the wrong things, full of shoulds. So aligned action, it's, it's not habitual action. It's not what everyone else is doing. It's action that's right for you, which is confronting and can be scary and can feel really vulnerable because it might be against the grain. It might challenge the status quo. You might fear being judged. People might not understand what you're doing. People might challenge what you're doing. They might criticize you. They might give you all sorts of shit. But what's great is the more you take action that you can really stand behind, which is easier to do when you know who you are and you know you want what you want. Like on the other side of all of those hurdles and all that fear lies absolute fucking liberation. That's something I've been experiencing a lot lately as I'm trying to, you may have noticed, I've been trying to live much more boldly and unapologetically and publicly and visibly just be who I am in like the full fullness of who I am and be like, this is who I am. I stand behind it. I'm going to do it <laughs> loudly and proudly and boldly and say what I want. I spent so many of my years just censoring myself, censoring my words, censoring my behavior, all of that. And like, I just am not available for any of that anymore. And the cool thing is the more I let go of any of that and just step into the, the like <laughs> unapologetic authenticity and radical honesty about all of it and being willing to do that in person and on the internet and whoever with whoever, wherever, the more I do that, the more I just feel free. Like, do I sometimes worry what people think? Sure. But then I'm quickly nipping that in the bud and letting it go. I mean, like they are, they're a sovereign being, they're allowed to think what they want, but I stand behind who I'm being and what I'm doing. And if I make a mistake, I will own it. I will apologize. I will clean it up. But I'm not willing to waste any more time worrying what anybody's thinking about me or worrying what anybody, how they might be reacting to whatever I did or I said, like, I'm just going to let them be who they are and do do what they needed to. And I'm going to live my life in as much integrity as possible. So taking aligned action is like not only part of what will help you design a life that is more authentic and aligned, but it also, it is like the pathway to emotional freedom, I would say. You may uh, have noticed that the above things, like a way of thinking based on you, a way of thinking based on your desires, and then a way of taking action that's aligned, uh, sounds familiar. And it's probably because that is basically IDA, so IDA, which I lined or outlined um, very early on in the beginning of this podcast. There is one episode for each one, identity, desires, and action, kind of like my formula to create the life you love. So lifestyle design to me is about that. 
And the reason this is so, it's so silly because it shouldn't be controversial, but it's, it ends up being like a courageous act because most people are on autopilot. Most people are reacting to what the world throws at them and just living very passive lives where they've kind of settled for whatever is the thing. They're like, okay, it's good enough. And what I want to challenge all of us to do is not that. I want to challenge all of us to not be passive, but be active. Like if you are not intentionally designing and creating your life, the world will very happily do it for you. So I say, fuck that noise. And I say, let's get in the driver's seat and let's do it ourselves. Let's be in charge. Let's take the wheel. Let's decide, like decide how you want your life to look and then do whatever it takes to go create that. And I don't mean like leave a path of destruction in your your wake as you do that. Obviously be mindful of others and be kind and be respectful and whatever. But man, the more of us that are living in a more intentional and aligned way, I really truly believe it's just better for the collective. And then think of how, how many people you might inspire by daring to push back against expectations and doing things your own way and living life on your terms. Like think about what that, like if we all model that for the next generation, things are gonna look very different in a couple of decades. So that is, um, that is my definition of lifestyle design. Here is why we've already touched on a lot of this, but briefly, here's why I think societal conditioning is the problem and lifestyle design is the solution. So societal conditioning is the problem because it's just our default settings. It's like the factory settings we came with, you know, it's the family you were born into. It's the socioeconomic circumstances you happen to be born into or grew up with. It's like any trauma or abuse you experience. It's, you know, it's just the hands you were, the hand you were dealt but should you be expected to just settle for that and have that determine, like have that be the roadmap for the rest of your life? Fuck no. You know, maybe you got lucky and had everything in your past aligned with what was authentic and exciting and fulfilling for you. I certainly know people who have like just kind of gone with the, you know, the classic traditional um, conventional roadmap and they're stoked. Like they ended up in a great job and a great relationship. Like a lot of people got lucky and that's awesome. I'm super happy for them. But most of us, no. And a lot of us, especially those of you who might be listening to this show or who have worked with me or who know me or who agree with anything I say, you might be a little bit more in the category of like, well, I was taught that this was the way, but it doesn't feel right. So maybe you're open to or willing to consider some other ways of being, other pathways. So instead of settling for your current situation, which is based on all your past conditioning and pattern thinking and fears and pro- like the, the programs that are running subconsciously and consciously, which by the way, I say like acknowledge all of that. Yes. I'm not about spiritual bypassing and pretending everything is fine and fun and easy when it's not like I say, acknowledge and accept that all of that from our past, like that is part of our story. You know, we can forgive people and ourselves where needed, which I really believe is key to being able to release all that and move on. We can learn from it, which could look like setting more boundaries, distancing ourselves from certain people that we need to, working on our self-worth, healing, growing, all of that. But then we move on. So it's like your current situation is just your current situation. Acknowledge it, accept it, learn from it, move on and decide. Like Realize that we, we have a choice. One of my mentors always says, um, it's something like your current situation is not your final destination or your current location, not your final destination. It's one of those. And I so believe that like we have so much power to change. We have power to change a lot of our, not all of our circumstances. And I think a lot of us, when we can't change our circumstances, we just think we're stuck and we give up, but no, it's like, we can actually change a lot of our circumstances. And when we can't, we can still change our thoughts, our feelings. There's so much we can do to impact 
the the growth and expansion and evolution and up leveling of our health, our wealth, our relationships, all of it. Like <laughs> accepting our societal conditioning would be like taking a brand new iPhone out of its case and not personalizing any of the settings, like just leaving it at factory settings for the rest of the time you use that phone. Like no, personalize that shit. So to me, lifestyle design is, it's like an act of rebellion. It is the solution to the problem of societal conditioning because it's all about intentionally designing your life and not settling for what you just have right now or or the cards you were dealt. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's like you get your phone with the factory settings and you don't have to delete everything and start from scratch. You just look at what's there and think, you know, oh, I want this. For me personally, I'm like, I don't play games on my phone. So I just delete all the games. I'm like, I'm not going to use them. I don't want them. I don't need them. And then there's other apps that I don't have that I do want. So I download those and then I'm changing all the preferences and notifications, right? It's like you get to decide how you personalize your phone, do the same shit with your life, which, which things do you want to keep and delete? How do you want to spend your time versus not? What are your priorities? What are your preferences? Like when you have more clarity, it's so much easier to make aligned decisions. The more you can be clear on what you value and choose in favor of those things, the more, you, the more free you'll feel. And the more you know yourself and your desires, like it just becomes about being in integrity with yourself. And then people can think what they want about that. And there's so much freedom there. So in a way, (laughs) like leaning away from societal conditioning and leaning toward lifestyle design is, yeah, it's like a, it's like a rebellious act against the status quo. And it's you taking a stand and fighting for your own like personal freedom and And I mean, freedom in the sense of like emotional freedom, personal freedom, feeling like you are sovereign being with agency, with choice, taking radical responsibility for your life and for your day-to-day experience and for what it's like to live in your head and in your body. So lastly, let's look at some examples. Um, I think that when... So for someone who's less familiar with the, with the concept of lifestyle design, it might sound a lot like, oh, isn't that just goal setting? Which, yes, there's a lot of overlap there. You could say that lifestyle design is kind of like goal setting. I just, I personally don't, I just find that most traditional types of goal setting is like, kind of like they're kind of dry and boring, which I, I think I mentioned that in the desires episode. It's like, you know, choose a goal and then set a deadline and then make an action plan and then start working on it and then have accountability. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, fucking yawn, put me to sleep. So to me, lifestyle design, it's like, it's like goal setting, but with more nuance, more flair, more flavor. It's like taking into account how, not just like what you want to accomplish and, you know, it's goal setting to me just fits more into like an outdated older paradigm of, you know, what would you want? You want your parents to be able to talk about you to their friends and their friends are going to be impressed. So your parents feel proud of you. Like that feels like the kind, you know, it's like, go, you, Oh, my son got into Harvard. And then, which all of that is great if that's what you want, but it's like goal setting has the flavor. I think just because of so much of the old outdated nonsense that it feels like this is what I need to do to be worthy as a human. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who they're like, so I do an exercise where I have them define what success means to them. And I usually save it for like three or six months into the the work because in the beginning, if they define success, it would all it, like literally it's a it's like find a mate, have a good job, you know, climb the ladder in said job, n- make enough money to have what I need, and like have a title that sounds you know impressive at dinner parties. 
and that's it, you know, and like maybe have some extra money so I can donate to some causes, which all of that is fine, but it's like, that's it. And it's all about achievement. It's all about, it's all about like showing off or we're proving to other people that we're worthy or proving to ourselves that we're worthy. So not saying any of that is bad, but those are just like, that's just part of it. And I think I feel so feisty about the other part. It's like, how, well, how do you want your life to feel? Not just like, what's going to impress your fucking parents, friends. So to me, lifestyle design is like, it's not just smart goals and measurable things like buy a house or run a marathon or get this job. It's like, what do you want your life to be like? If you got my most recent newsletter or one of them, uh, the subject line is your life gets to be poetry in case you want to go search your inbox for it. Or if you didn't get it and you want it, let me know and I'll send it to you. But like, like I want my life to, I don't want, I don't want success to me. Isn't about, you know, hitting a certain revenue goal or, you know, I don't know impressing anybody. It's like, I want my life to feel like poetry. I want to feel alive and free. I want my life to be this like wild expression of who I am in my day-to-day life, but also the legacy that I'm leaving behind and like the impact I want to have. Like I can't even talk about it without getting emotional. So lifestyle design, not gold setting, use that if it works for you. But I'm like, it's, it's so much more than that. It has spice, it has flavor, it has intrigue, it has mystery, it has whatever you need to light you up. Like for me, as uh, you may have noticed by now, some of my core desired feelings right now are to feel alive and free, which like traditional goal setting does not turn me on or, or give me that. Like, yes, I want life, you know, lifestyle wise, and I want to be financially free and time free and all of that. But mostly I'm talking, I'm talking about an internal state. And with lifestyle design, I think we get to ask questions like who, who do I need to be to feel that way? Like what kind of thoughts do I need to think to feel wild and free on a daily basis? What kind of words do I need to speak out loud to other humans and to myself? What kind of actions do I need to take? Like how do I need to show up in the world to be living in integrity with this version of myself that is my most, you know, empowered, grounded, happy, inspired self. So when, when we use the word design, like when I say lifestyle design, I'm using the word design very specifically. It's, I think words are so incredibly powerful and I think it can be super helpful to choose our words, not like choose them wisely. Like you should censor yourself. I mean, like choose words that make you feel power in your body that create power in your body. So when I say lifestyle design, like if I say goal setting, I'm like, womp, womp. if I say lifestyle design, I'm like, Ooh, I'm in the driver's seat. Where do I want to go? How do I want to make this be? Like it implies intentionality. You know, think of interior design. Think of an architect designing a house. Think of a fashion designer, right? These are not people who are just like, at least hopefully the good ones, right? They're not just like phoning it in. They're not just sitting at their job, like clocking in, clocking out. Think about a fashion designer who is just like eats, eats and breathes and sleeps fashion and is such an artist. And they're sitting there with their fabrics and their, their pencils and they're drawing and like they've got their mannequins and they're just dreaming up like the latest crazy thing. Like, that's what I want us all to be with our life, with our day-to-day life, with our three, five, 10 year, 20 year plan, whatever it is. Or if it, if it works better for you, think of yourself as the author of your life. You know, if you're more of a, a writer type than a, a designer type, but like, you've got to decide what you value. You've got to decide what you like. And then design also in my mind implies that you're going to go do something about it. You're not just going to, um, you know, draw a blueprint like an architect and then put it in the drawer. Hopefully you're going to design it and take action, which and you don't need a perfect plan. You can just, you can start designing and then start right away. I'm always um, kind of pushing or encouraging or challenging my clients to get into action right away. I was like, we will be doing all sorts of work around your identity and we'll be 
doing all sorts of work around your desires and your dreams and your goals, but I don't want you to wait until you have it all figured out before you start. I want you to start now, today. Like what tiny baby step can you take right now or later this afternoon that will move you in some direction that is in the direction that you think you're going? You can always change it later. So that's why I'm always saying like create your dream life, like design and create. It's an active, both are active words. Design the lifestyle that you want, create your dream life. And you just course correct. You learn, you get more confident, you get more courageous, and you keep course correcting and tweaking as you go. So in terms of some examples, I'm just going to hit a couple of main categories here. So let's say you are doing some lifestyle design around health with the identity piece. Like you may have noticed if you've worked on any health goals in the past that like, let's say you, let's say you have, you're like, okay, my I'm doing boring goal setting. You're like, I'm going to run a 5k or I'm going to run a 10k because I don't know, you see people doing that and you think it's cool. So you're like, my goal is to run a 10k, but your identity Everything about your identity says running sucks. I hate running. I will never be a runner. And yet you force yourself to try to go and run. It just like doesn't land. It doesn't work. So I think one of the most important things we can do with anything we're moving toward, any goals and dreams, is to work on stepping into the identity of that. So if you have a health goal around, let's say, like you want to identify as a fit person, you have a desire to look lean and strong, to be healthy, to increase your lifespan, to increase your health span. You want to have energy and focus. So it's like the identity piece comes first. Like you, how do you start to train yourself to have the identity of a, a fit person, whatever that looks like to you? Or like, let's say you want to run. So what would it feel like to identify as a runner, even if you never have before, right? So you're starting to do this internal mental, emotional work. Then you're getting some clear clear uh, desires around like, what are the actual goals? Are they, what are the measurable ones? What is it? What are the ones that are more about how you want to feel? And then you get into action and maybe you start taking some specific actions, like going to the, the gym every day or taking walks or, you know, you start small and you just build on it. So you dream big and you plan small. Let's say uh, it's not a health goal. It's more like wealth goals. So then how do you start to identify as a, let's say a wealthy person or an abundant person or a financially free person? even if you've never experienced that before, which is the hard part, that's like where we get to have faith and try something on. And the more we practice, the more it becomes normal. So let's say you're practicing identifying as a financially free person. You're having this clear desire to have X amount um, invested and saved and you want to make X amount per year. And then you start taking actions, the kinds of actions that would get you there. So how, what actions can you take that will move you toward getting a promotion in your job, or maybe you start a side hustle or you learn about investing, or if you have a business, you figure out how to get more clients. So you're specifically designing it, showing up as that version, being really clear on what you're going for, and then just taking action, practicing, doing all the things. If it's a career business thing, maybe how do you identify as a successful person, um, whether you're an employee or a business owner, maybe you desire X amount of revenue, or you are trying to get a new position or a new role or a promotion or, or salary bump. How do you show up as that person, have a clear idea of where you're heading, and then take action to close the gap and keep showing as the person who like. Same thing with relationships. So many of the people I talk to are really struggling and either don't have the relationship they want, they want to find their person, or they're in a relationship and it's so fucking hard. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with so many people all around me who are really struggling in their partnership because of communication. So if, let's say that's a, a, a goal that you're working on or a dream. Maybe the identity piece is like, how do I show up as a as an open-hearted, um, vulnerable, confident, loving, kind, magnetic person, whatever it is that you think is going to get you to where you want to be? 
And then having really clear goals around like, I want to have an epic love in my partnership. I want to have a rich social life. I want to have, you know, dinner parties with friends where we're laughing and playing games all night. And then how do you start to take actions, any kind of aligned action that is going to help you close the gap and find those like-minded people or nurture the relationships or improve your communication. So it's like design it, create it, design it, create it, embody it, become it. The formula is pretty simple, but once you start to get it in your bones, it's actually not that hard. It's simple. Well, I mean, it's hard. It's hard, but you start to trust yourself that you can get through the hard. You can navigate the challenges. You can get over those hurdles. And then you start to realize like, wow, I can apply this to everything. Like I can apply this to any area I want to work on. I can apply this to any problem. I can apply this to any goal. Get your identity, get the desires, take the action. And then there's lots of other tips and tricks along the way, tips and tricks along the way where you can learn to trust yourself in the process and just be becoming more and more authentic, more aligned, more confident. Okay. So recap, I hope that you are convinced that settling for whatever our societal expectations and pressures have like conditioned us into um, is not the way. And I hope I've convinced you that lifestyle design is a better way. In this episode, we covered what lifestyle design is and why it's the solution to the problem that is societal conditioning and gave some examples. And I, my wish is that you walk away knowing, like feeling and knowing and trusting that you are so worthy of creating an extraordinary life that you love and you deserve to live your life on your terms. And like, it is never too late. You are not stuck. I promise you so much can change sometimes in a very short amount of time. I was just on a client call earlier with a client who is amazing. We've worked together for a couple of years and they, you know, just were really struggling with a bunch of things earlier this year, just a couple months ago. And then a bunch of stuff changed. And right now they're in such a good place and moving so quickly. And it's like ridiculous to watch. And we were laughing about how quickly things can change and how hard it is to remember when we're in it and when we're in the mess, because it feels so permanent, but it's so much can change, but we also need to be the ones getting the driver's seat and doing the work. You can work on identity, desires, actions. You can change your thoughts, your feelings, your words, behaviors. When we start to change the inside, it's amazing how much of the outside changes along with it. So reminder, DLA, Dream Life Academy, my new lifestyle design membership and community is officially launching. Thank you for your patience, by the way. I know it's been a long time coming, so working out some stuff in the back end and waiting for some things and features to come out. And I'm very excited. The platform is amazing. Um, the door is officially open October 6th, as I mentioned earlier, 2023, for anyone who's listening in the future. And I would absolutely love to have you as a founding member. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes. It's only $47 per month for founding members. That price will go away after our initial enrollment period closes. So get your booty in the door. Once you're in, you can cancel any time. If you do the monthly, it'll eventually be an online course as part of it. That's going to be dripped out later, but it'll eventually have an online course plus the community plus some live calls as well. So the emphasis is definitely on community. I'm just, I'm so pumped to have a place for yeah, all my people, all these dope ass humans to meet each other and connect and collaborate and support each other while we are all designing and creating our dream lives together, side by side, parallel. So click link in the show notes and then click the button to join the waitlist if you're clicking it before October 6th. Otherwise, the same link will take you to the register page if it's October 6th or later. Any questions, just ask. Thank you. I love you. And I will see you in the next episode. And I hope to see you inside the DLA community as well. Bye.